Welcome to the X-Men Roundtable, an amazing group of divorced men who show up each week to a candid and short discussion about life after divorce from our various and unique experiences. I'm Jason Blount. Thank you for joining me and my friends Peter Hobler, Dustin Drun, Larry McGinnis, and Stuart Young. Here we walk shoulder to shoulder with other divorced dads simply trying to do one right thing after another as we share about relationships, fatherhood, ex-spouses, mindset, and much more. This is the X-Men Roundtable. Hi everybody, welcome to this week's Roundtable. Today we are going to be talking about grief and how grieving your divorce is normal. This might be something that you've heard before, it might be something that's completely normal to you, but I think a lot of guys, a lot of dads out there, uh, wouldn't attribute grief as a, as a feeling that they're having because they're being divorced. Um, and we're just going to discuss why we think this is normal. Um, we're going to talk about the Kubler-Ross cycle and a whole bunch of other stuff. And hopefully, by the end of it, some of the feelings that you're going through, you'll recognize as possibly being part of grief. And, and you might think, you know, why am I so angry or why am I so depressed or whatever? And hopefully we're going to shine a light on that and create some clarity for you. So with, um, I'll just um, actually just explain very quickly what the Kubler-Ross cycle is. It's, uh, it's, it's um, a study that was done by two people, Kubler and Ross, and it was done primarily for uh, people that had just been diagnosed with a terminal illness. So they were, they were being told, I'm sorry, but you're going to die in three months, six months, whatever. And that's, they went through a cycle of emotions. Um, but once people started studying this cycle of emotions, they started to recognize that people grieving from the loss of somebody, somebody dying, would also go through the same process. And it's also now established that people going through divorce go through a very similar cycle of emotions. And that, and that includes denial initially, which goes to anger, which goes to bargaining, which goes to depression, and eventually come, goes out to accepting the situation. And you can bounce back and forward between those um, emotions all the time. But once you get to acceptance, you're, you're on your way to healing. And we're going to kind of dissect those a little bit between us um, in today's discussion. So I'll chuck that out there to somebody that wants to grab hold of that. I think initially when the whole divorce cycle, if you will, first begins, each and every one of us is going to experience different aspects of pain, which leads to frustration, to anger. There's a lot of reactionary emotions that get triggered. We start reacting with anger um, and it creates a lot of stress. And this is all a part of, of the grief, the way I see it. And there's triggers involved with, with some of these. Um, but you mentioned, Stu, the sort of the first step, if you will, and they don't necessarily go in order, but denial. And I mean, nobody wants to uh, at first admit that they're, they're suffering because of what's going on, or maybe even that they're in a situation that's leading up to divorce. So it, I think it's really important to realize and to accept that grief is necessary in order to get through the whole process. So you can heal. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, and also, you know, there's in, in a divorce, you know, there's an initiator and then obviously, and then there's, uh, I don't know what you call the other person. Uh, but the initiator has probably been stewing on this even before 
divorce is brought up, that person would have started the grieving process long before uh, the person at the other end of, of uh, the, the receiving end of the divorce. So the, the, the couple isn't synced up, you know, they're, they're offset by in the grieving process. And I think that causes a lot of the confusion, especially for the person who is, you know, being told that they want that the other wants a divorce. Yeah, you know? I remember when yeah. when my when my wife, you know, told me that you know, when I found out <clears throat> that we were done uh, and made that discovery, kind of a thing, and and what you're saying, Larry, is true. I I, I was caught off guard, and, and not to get off topic, but I was caught off guard. And to your point, you know, she had been she'd been ready for this for a while. So I, I was like completely like, what is happening? <laughs> you know, and going back to the grief conversation about, um, you know, recognizing grief and that, you know, we talked about as men and as fathers and, and, you know, that we find it difficult to be vulnerable if we're grieving something that we're less than or that we're being sensitive or that we aren't strong enough um, or that we're just, you know, being wimpy about the situation or being complaint, uh, you know, complainers or whatever. And to your point, Peter, um, yeah, you have to process that, that, that part of it, because if you don't, you're just going to carry it around with you for a really long time and you never get to those five cycles, those five stages, and you just carry that weight around with you and it affects you in other parts of your life. Um, if you're not careful. So you do have to find ways to, and, and everyone deals with it in different ways and it manifests itself in different ways. Um, I don't think there's any way, any you know, universal um, expression of, well, maybe there is in denial and, and, you know, all of those things, but everyone handles it differently and in different timelines. So um, I guess first you have to give yourself permission to grieve, right? Hmm. I think that's a good word to use, actually, permission to yeah, grieve. And I, yeah. I, th I think, Larry, your point is, is really excellent, that, that whole out-of-sync thing, because I, I can remember thinking, when I remember back, I can remember thinking, wow, what a cold bitch that she can do this and yeah. not feel like it's, you know, like it's the earth ending, you know? And for me, I'm just, like, shattered, and she's just getting on with it. But you're absolutely right. She's already yeah. done the grieving of losing the relationship, and that's why she's moving on, right? Yeah. She's she's gone she's gone through that. She's had the heartache, and she's decided I've got to move on for whatever reason, in, in whatever way. And I'm out of sync with that. It's just such a superb observation. Um, well, I, I can say that uh, it's what I experienced in that you know I, w I was the initiator, and it was due to uh, an affair, which I. I would say that my the affair lasted almost three years. I would say I had started the grieving process even before the affair. Yeah. Yeah. So. <clears throat> um, and um, yeah, sorry, d uh, the yeah. denial. But when we're talking about denial, that might sound a bit confusing because obviously you can't deny it's happening. It's happening, right? But I think the way that your mind. Um, applies denial is like you might go i can fix this or she doesn't mean that 
She, she doesn't mean what she's saying. She's just like bluffing me or something, you know? And you get into this place of, of denying this is actually happening because it's so, it's so incredibly stressful. It, it's earth shattering. It's life shattering because your, your kind of worldview is going to end, let's say temporarily, because you can get that worldview back again. You know, we've all done that, right? We're, we're all in a new place and we're all happy. So you can get it all back again. But at the time it's happening, it feels like that's the end of it and you're never going to have it again. And that's just absolutely disturbing. So um, I suppose one of the things like how do you get to that acceptance place is, is I think partial, partially it's just about recognizing which of the emotions you might be displaying. And there might be many others. You might be saying, well, my one's not on the list. You know, I'm feeling guilty or I'm feeling resentful or it's not sitting there. It's not written there or whatever. It doesn't matter. The point is, th these are the standard emotions that you go through, but they can be peppered with lots of other emotions or names for emotions. And you might not do them all. You might say, well, yeah, I I've just been angry from day one. And here I am six months later, 12 months later, I'm <laughs> still freaking angry. I haven't been depressed. I haven't been in denial. That's fine. That is fine too. It's completely fine to be stuck in one of them and not do the others. It's, you know, this is a, as, as Dustin was saying, people are different. So they're going to process it differently. My favorite sentence. I'm not in denial. It's the funniest sentence I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think part of grieving too is recognizing, um, uh, what what it is that you're grieving and and you know you know in a divorce you're grieving the loss of someone it is a loss it's a loss of a relationship it's a loss of trust it's a loss of control it's a loss of um you know what you thought was going to be the future and now has changed um you know it's a loss of the memories that you had in the past all of those things that are part of what made you you to to your understanding of what you thought you were and I think once you understand that, and and I guess I guess I'm jumping right ahead into acceptance. But once you can see that there's light at the end of the tunnel, or that there's life on the other side of it, or that there's uh, opportunity buried in there somewhere in in all the bullshit and all the pain, um, you know, and that's hard to do. But you know, those are the things you have to look for. Um, and and seek out because if you don't do that and you keep yourself in that space of I'm so sad I'm so this is horrible then that's what you're going to find you know we talk about um, you know you you get what you focus on and if you keep focusing on that negativity and you know the woe is me then then you you have the choice to keep yourself there or to move on out of it I mean Tony Robbins says it pain happens and and suffering is a choice so. You know, mm. being being in grief is a thing that we all deal with. Um, choosing to move out of it and make taking steps and making the decision to um, start the process of okay, how do I heal from this um, is is really really important to those of the, uh, anyone who's listening to this or watching this. Um, you know, get your you can get yourself out of out of grief. And we talked about a little bit before this how to do that is finding mentors, finding a coach, finding a partner, finding a buddy, finding a group like this where you can talk to people and share your experiences and share your feelings and get them out and process all of that stuff. And, you know, I think part of grief too is just unpacking your feelings about what it was, that what it meant to you and 
Um, and until you can do all of that, you're just going to be carrying it around and, you know, being in denial about how you feel. And that's not good for you. It's not good for your children. It's not good for your future relationships because you're going to, people are always going to look at you like, oh man, what's up with Dustin? He's carrying that. He's still carrying a torch for, you know, that past experience. And it doesn't even, it's not even just about divorce too. It's about everything in your life that you've ever lost. You lost it. Okay. It happened. Move on. Like you, you have time to deal with it. We talk about how long should you do it for? I don't know. How long should you grieve for? How long? How long do you want to grieve uh, for? Uh, no? Peter, you were talking, but you were, you were muted. All right. I mean, there was noise in the background. So I think <laughs> oh. and how long everyone is different. And we, and we need to wrap up in about two minutes here, but everyone's different. So, you know, how long do we need to grieve? How long do you need to grieve? Um, yeah, get a get a, a mentor, someone to support you, even a support group. Uh, heck, those of you out there watching this, you can reach out to, to one of us here, and we're happy to support in any way we can to help you figure some of this out. But for the, for those of you watching that don't think you're going through grief or or maybe you know, denying you're in grief, I think it's really important to pay attention to your energy. Is your energy fluctuating? Are you really down? Is it really spiking, which happens when you get angry all the time? You know, most of the emotions we're talking about, your energy sapped, it's drained, it's non-existent, except for anger. Your energy spikes. Pay attention to how you're feeling. Grief is normal, and it is a part of the process of going through divorce. And as been suggested, you know, we can grieve in all sorts of ways. Loss of loved ones, different types of loss. Will, will result in, in you experiencing grief. But pay attention to yourself, to how you're feeling on the inside, to your energy. And I think that'll be helpful. That's a really excellent um, bit of advice there. Um, it, it, and to answer the question of how long should you, again, it's an unanswerable question because everyone's different. But I suppose when you're doing what Peter just said there, which is noticing how you're feeling all the time, when you get to a point where you realize that you're noticing that you're fed up being like that, that might be your little trigger to say, I need to go and get some help with this. Because you might be sitting there going, I'm fed up with it, but I don't know what to do. Okay, so you're fed up with feeling that way. You're, you want to stop feeling that way, whatever way that is. Painful experience. Just start reaching out. Reach out to a fitness instructor. Reach out to a friend. Reach out to... And, and somewhere along the line, you're going to find the person that's going to help you. You don't know which one it is, so start reaching out. Just start that process. And eventually, somebody somewhere is going to help you. And, and you're going to realize, ah, this is the route. This is the path through. Um, I would say the, the only other bit of advice is I would say try to tell people in as positive a way as you possibly can how they can help you. Because a lot of people kind of like go, I don't want to upset them. I don't want to say how's things because it's going to upset them because they're going to go, oh, God, it's terrible because of blah, blah. And people kind of shy away. And then all of a sudden you find your friends don't want to call you anymore. Your family's ignoring you. It's because it's not because they're callous and cold, hopefully, most of the time. It's because a lot of the time they're just awkward. They don't know what to say. They don't know how to help you. And they think they ought to be saying all the right things. And who says the right things, right? Who, who knows what to say? But if you say to somebody, hey, Buddy, can you 
just come around and have dinner with me. I, you know, I'm probably going to spout a little bit, but if you can just listen, I don't need you to say anything. I just need to get shit off my chest or something, you know? Whatever it is, just tell people how you want them to help you. And some of those people are going to step up and do that. Yeah. And Stu, I think that's a great call to action for those of you watching today, right there. Yeah. There we go. Reach out for help. For sure. Anybody got anything last to add to that? I mean, it's a huge topic, right? It is so. huge. I'm afraid if I go into it, we'll just be another uh, yeah. 20 minute <laughs> rabbit hole. Well, why, don't, why don't we continue uh, with our, our topic of grief next week? We'll try and do that. Maybe some like positive things that maybe we've done that have helped us that somebody might be able to draw some kind of um, inspiration from. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for leading us, Stu. And do you have a, a wrap up? That's it. I think the call to action was the wrap up. And I think if people can do that for themselves, and again, as you said earlier, they can reach out to us. Uh, we'll, every one of us will help somebody where we can, as much as we can. Um, so, yeah, get help help other people help you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great advice. All right, guys, thank you. We'll, we'll thank see you guys. All of you Take care time. and good luck, everybody. Have a great week, everyone. See you guys. Well, I'd say that's a wrap. We hope that our time together has inspired you, lifted you up, and given you hope. We all know how difficult divorce is, and so we believe it's important to share these things and let you know that you're not alone. As a man, as a father, as a human being, it matters how you show up in this world. So hang in there. Now, if you like what you got out of this episode, please be sure and hit the subscribe button below and leave us a comment or review. Oh, and please be sure to recommend it to a friend as well. Now, for more information about this episode and about us X-Men, simply check out the episode description. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover or just want to drop us a comment or a question, you can reach us at thexmenroundtable at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and we'll support you in any way that we can. Now, until next week, friends, this has been the X-Men Roundtable.